And welcome back to Zima Box. I am the goddamn Rhino, joined with the literal fucking god himself, Weekly. Say hi, Weekly. Hello, my son. And today. <laughs> <laughs> today is really close to Halloween. Spooktober's here, bitches. It's spooky season. Spooky season. So fucking, what are we doing? We're doing uh, spooky shit today. We're doing spooky shit. This is another special episode of, uh, we had to record this shit in the car because I need to go make some money. So, another episode of the car cast. Car cast. Car cast. I like that. Is that, is that trademarked? Uh, I have no idea, but, I mean, uh, we <laughs> there's already legends in the field. See, also, Coheed and Cambria in Otto Acapella. All right, they sank the gutter in a car, acapella. Is that your favorite better. thing that they've ever done? Uh, don't get me wrong. No, no, the song itself is one of my favorites, but my favorite is 10 Speed. But hearing just the clarity of the vocals, Claudio Sanchez is a fantastic musician all around, but I really do like his singing style. And hearing him acapella with everyone else and him singing is just, it was so beautiful. I couldn't help it. Like It's, it's bam, like videos. It's in Nicole's liked videos because I watched it on the PlayStation as well. And her account's logged in. And it's on mine. Yeah. But Auto Acapella, I mean, they're not the only band that I've seen do it, but they're the best band that I've seen do it, if that makes sense. Like, they pulled it off the best. Yes. And then, I, and then after that, I listened to the song The Gutter, and it's like, damn, they really did a good job, like, morphing it over. So, kudos to them. All right. Now... I, I was talking to Mr. Weekly, the literal fucking god himself, last night. It's me. <laughs> Everyone knows that's Butters. Who? Oh, that's me. Jesus Christ. <laughs> and um, I came up and I told him that there is a question of the day. We're doing it again. Politics. Because the fucking election is upon us. You will um, literally decide who wins very soon. No, we don't. The Electoral College does. Shut um, up. <laughs> anyway, anyways. Shut up about broken politics, and I'll be right back after these important messages. Yeah. By the way, I paused it because we're driving Uber right now. I'm not sure if I'm supposed to be here with him, but fuck it. Yeah. So he's back. And we were driving Uber Eats, and he just picked up a fucking barbecue. Bon Bonos, man. I fucking love Bonos. Look, I, I, I've, I've heard all the jokes. Oh, man, Bonos uses construction scrap. I don't give a fuck. The whole point of barbecue was to take a rather un unfavorable piece of meat and make that shit delicious, and that is exactly what they did. Do I go that way or that way? Hold up. <sighs> oh, it's saying you're on the corner. You need to go that way. Okay. All right, so... Yo, as soon as he came in the car, I smelt that fucking barbecue. God damn it, right And I'm just like, that's what it said to do. It's Your wrong. GPS is wrong. It's the Uber app. It's not me. Anyway, he, uh, he asked me, like, man, how do you do this every day? Or right. all the time? Yeah. There's two tricks to driving Uber Eats. One, it's kind of like shopping. Don't do that shit hungry. Right? Yeah, I wasn't hungry until you picked this up, man. Well, don't worry, because... I think they got brisket, and I smell it. It's good. Oh, no, they actually got loaded fries. It tells me what the order is so I can make sure it's That's correct. It? Which it is. Oh, let me tell you something, though. It's loaded with beef, pork, chicken, sauce, sauce, cheese, fries, and... It's loaded barbecue fries from Bonos. 
It's just delicious. I used to do the same thing, but I got the salad version because I was trying to, like, you know, watch the weight a little bit. Yeah. But I mean, fuck fat content and protein content. As long as the protein is more than the fat calories, we good. Word. But, Anyways, uh, so what's the second thing you do to not eat these people's food? The second thing is to take a break every two hours. There's There's been a couple nights where I've been out here for six hours. Take a break every two hours. Stop, step outside, have a cigarette. I dip, so sometimes I'll dip like between orders if there's a good gap. But the trick to it is just be clean, already eat before you go out. Planning, I could have got the planning. The GPS is fucking stupid. Dude, by this, the way. G- this GPS is crack addict. But I, and it's like I still use it just because it gets me where I need to go. And I've been scorned by Google Maps. That's right, Google Maps. I'm calling your ass out on the fucking Zima Box podcast. You took me on a fucking toll road that I got to pay for tomorrow. All right. We've gone after the Rothschilds. We've gone after American politics. This is where I got to stop. You don't go after Google. <laughs> I go after Google. You know why? Why? Because those employees get to take their dogs to work. And their boss is like, hey, yo, Do they, they, really? tired? Take they I, have dog day like every few weeks. I know fucking uh, they or got a fucking slide. Pool. In their office. They have a slide. They have nap pods. Literally, they encourage, if you are sleepy, take a fucking nap. Bro, what other job in this United States has that kind of, uh, I don't want to say privilege, luxury? Google, hire me. Google, hire me. Fuck you, but hire me. Like, he can fix your Google cars or whatever, and I can fix your stomachs. I know how to cook, yeah. Oh, yeah, I can fix your Google cars if you uh, you consider WD-40 and duct tape to be an official repair. <laughs> anyway, you said the question was on politics and the upcoming election. Oh, yeah, the question of the day. Yeah, I forgot about that. Okay, so... Um, this might not be a fair question because one's only had four years and one's had, you know, eight. So who do you think was a better president, Trump or Obama? Or I'm going to, you know what? No, just Trump or Obama. All I, right. was, I was going to go like further back. but It, it would be them. really easier to answer that question if we could pick a certain topic about how they handled it better. All right. The Middle East. The Middle East. Oh, Mad Dog Mattis. <laughs> yeah, like, come on now. Trump didn't. Uh, Trump didn't even fucking bother saying anything about it. He was like, "Yo, Mad Dog, do your shit." So Mad Dog turned named this country a stand into a fucking parking lot. Yeah, like he is the like the only person to bomb more brown people than Mad Dog Mattis was Obama himself. Yeah. All right, so looking that, at that, you, drone strikes. Don't get me yeah. wrong, like. Mad Dog Mattis literally said, fuck it, he gave me permission and cranked the key on the fucking Moab. People forgot about that shit. Like, when's the last time you heard anyone mention the mother of all bombs? It's been a while. It had been a long time. And here's Mad Dog Mattis. Hey, yo, lol, we dropped this. <laughs> yo, dog, I heard you like bombs. <laughs> yo, it's, it's literally the, the one step away from a nuke. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's how done with Mad Dog Mattis... Or that's how done with the Middle East Mad Dog Mattis was. He, he went that far. <laughs> the only thing... that and I'm pretty sure the only reason he didn't nuke the Middle East was simply because there's oil and you don't want to have to dig through miles of glass to get to it. Yeah. You already got to dig through a lot of dirt, but you want to... You, you throw a nuke on top of there, you're going to be dealing with radioactive fallout. You're going to be... Fantastic game, by the way, fallout. You're going to be dealing with the, the, the ground literally being 
crunchy and glass. Okay, okay, okay. Okay, so, but if I had to pick between Trump and Obama, uh, just I, as an overall gesture. Well, I'm gonna have to do the classic three answers. My personal answer, the answer that would be best for the public, and the answer based on my morals. Personal answer was Trump. Bruh. Basically, he walked in, said, "Hey, go fuck yourself," and he did what he said he was gonna do. No, he we built didn't. a wall. He don't really. Uh, what quarter of his salary did he not donate? I'm not saying he didn't do some of what he How said. How many he didn't miles do... did he push the states to build the wall? Yeah, I'm looking at Mexico, you, Arizona. Did, <laughs> did Mexico pay for it? No. No, no, not no, no, a no, goddamn no, no. penny. We're gonna build a wall. Mexico's gonna pay for it. No, they didn't. Shut the fuck up. Trump's an idiot. Now, as far as firearm laws, now this is what's gonna tickle people. You ready? Mm-hmm. Obama. Obama. Obama yep. handled firearms better. You know why? Why? Obama signed a temporary, uh, basically a, uh, an executive order saying, "Hey, dump your fucking mags over over ten rounds, right? No magazines more than fifteen round magazines, right? Right. Nobody did it." And guess what he didn't do? Huh. He didn't make it a law. Trump banned bump stocks. Why? Nobody deserves to have that kind of power. Do you realize that a bump stock does not fire nearly as fast as an actual full, you know, complete automatic firing weapon such as an actual military M4 or an M240 LMG, M249 LMG? Fuck, even a full-auto old-school M14 doesn't fire, it fires faster than a fucking bump-stocked AR-15 that some dude built for $500 off the arms list. Right? <laughs> you can't tell me that you sit there and actually think that, hmm, the people that voted for me are absolutely going to love this, and then take away one of their literal just giggle, bump, giggle stock. That's all it was. It was just for fun. You can't hit shit with it, because the gun is literally bouncing in and out of the stock. Obama, he said, hey, put that shit down. Stop using it. We didn't, he didn't do anything to us. It didn't pass as a law to ban all magazine capacities over 15 rounds. All right, so here's the question. Healthcare. Healthcare. That's an inter interesting one. Because at the time when Obama signed the new Obamacare, or new, the Obamacare laws into effect and stuff, I was not old enough to be working. I was not affected by the things like this. But the private educational institute I was attending at the time. They were affected by it. I watched, because they were not a very big business, and they charged very, very, very reasonable rates for what, honestly, here in the South, I would say was advanced intelligence. Right. Like, they had me learning shit that, when I went back to public school, I'm like, are you shitting me? I learned this like three years ago. Right. And that small conglomerate got hurt so hard. I watched a lot of people lose their jobs and I watched a lot of them having to be replaced by volunteers because they simply employed too many people to buy everyone healthcare. Right. Now, after all that, I can see where Obamacare helps some of the less fortunate. Like me, for example. You and your, like, how much do you pay a month for health insurance? Like, don't get me wrong. Four fifty. There's been a lot of bullshit that's huh. been involved with your health insurance policy. I've seen you many times having freak-out sessions, not not because you don't have insurance, but because they said it was one thing, and then they changed and said it was another, and then they changed and said it was another, because the laws continued to be changed, usually by Republicans. Well, no, no, no. <laughs> that was my uh, problem with not Obamacare, but the health, health insurance company itself. Because the health insurance company I've had now 
really was one of like four options, right? And it was the cheapest. All right. So I got it. It's for show. It, yeah. It's so you can flirt with the girls at the bar. Hey, baby, I got full coverage health insurance. Which I mean, I do, and I pay $4.50 a month for it. What's your deductible? I don't want to talk about it. Ooh, what you say? You want no deductible? You got to pay like $700 a month. I'm not doing that. I don't have that. <laughs> Bro, I don't even have vanity health insurance, all right? I don't have health insurance to say I have health insurance. I ain't even got that shit. I got, you know what I got? Huh. I got collections. <laughs> oh my I got, god. I, I got debt collections. That's what I got. Jesus. And I've been paying them off, dude. You know, I only have $7,000 worth of debt, and $5,400 of that is just the car. Really? I went from nearly $10,000 of debt when I started this journey. And mind you, living paycheck to paycheck, cutting corners where I could personally in order to make sure we got everything we needed, but I still had some cash left over. Oh, and my credit's still not good enough to get a fucking mortgage. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I do believe... That really shivers my timbers. I do really believe the credit system in this country only favors the rich. That's well, it, it, it favors those who pay attention and actually make good decisions. For instance, if I had never... Uh, I make good decisions with my money. I haven't been late on a bill in over two years. I know, Credit Karma told me. Why the fuck is my credit score only, you oh, know? Dude, my credit card is paid up uh, on time for the last 47 months. Yeah. Without fail. So why is our credit scores, like, not in the fucking 700s? You're right, because the credit system does favor the rich. I was just trying to give the credit system a bailout. Kind of like Obama did General Motors. It's a good thing he did that, though. It, it is a great thing he did that. You know what I hate him for? Huh. Cash for clunkers. Yeah, fuck that. When someone goes and junks a pretty good condition 1967 Mustang for a new 2018 Toyota Corolla, bruh, first off, get your fucking head examined. Second off, get your head examined again because the first guy lied to you. Third off, <laughs> why didn't you just fucking sell it? The government tax check that you got for that was nowhere near the amount you could have got for a fuck not even running, just together. I actually Mustang. heard of a story. This dude found this old, like, I'm talking $250,000, $300,000, like, car from, like, the 50s or 60s in his grandfather's garage, inherited it, right? Did the class for, cash for clunkers program, got, like, a couple hundred bucks out of it or whatever it was. Because government's stupid. And guess what? The what? government, they make it so once it's paid for by the government, yeah. that vehicle cannot be used again. Period. Done. It's finished. Yeah. All right, so I'm looking at the map here on the... And... Uh... Yo! Oh, that must be it. One of those must be it. Okay. Because it sure as fuck ain't that one. That's kind of creepy. I'm going this way. Alright, see, that's one of the confusing things that I don't like about this, is oftentimes the GPS tells me, okay, so this location is right here, and it's like, it says it's the middle of the road. See what I'm saying? Like, yeah. Oh, I bet you that's it. But I can't... We'll be, I'll be right back. Okay. We're back, we figured it out. It's yep, it was an apartment, and I have the dumb... Bum bum. A little bumps, yay. Anyway. Alright. So, we're just going to move on to today's topic. 
Because we're, we're going to be basically stopping Where's the podcast. Two? I don't know. Yeah. Two is like... Okay, so over there. Yeah, it's over here. Yeah, we're reading we're reading street signs. <laughs> we're recording a podcast while delivering. I swear to you, I'm not that's learning that this one. Week. That's one. That's three. So that means that's two. It says two on the building right oh, there. No, that says three. That says two. <laughs> and on this episode, where Reinhard reads. Good job, by the way. You're doing way better than I am. Those glasses aren't for show; they're for blow. <laughs> Yeah! I'll be right back after these important messages. Alright, turn your lights off. Your lights are literally showing. We'll be right back. Alright, so... Jesus himself is back. He has returned. I wish I was back to Jesus. Gun Jesus is so cool. Gun Jesus? Hell yeah, Gun Jesus. You don't know who Gun Jesus is? I have no idea who fucking Gun Jesus is. Man, I believe I'll call you a friend. Should I know who Gun Jesus is? I've never showed you who Gun Jesus is. I figured he's one of them people that you would uh, know already. He has a YouTube page, or YouTube channel, I should say, called Forgotten Firearms, and he specializes in old-school weaponry. Uh, or not even old-school, really, just guns that didn't get the limelight that he felt they deserved. You know what I watch or, on YouTube? Uh, cooking shows, music videos, and uh, TikToks. No, not TikToks. You don't watch TikToks? Uh, cooking shows... You were right. Music videos, you were right. Sometimes for some funny shit, like Smosh and shit. Yeah. Bum bum. And uh, anime fight scenes. Because I fucking love anime fight scenes. Yeah, I like, I like me a, a good anime fight scene every once in a while. Kakashi never fails to deliver some nice ones. Same. My favorite is still Naruto versus Six Paths of Pain. But anyways, to the uh, topic of the day. It is spooky season, right? Yes, it is indeed. We are like time. four days, five days. I don't know. We're we're a couple days away from Halloween, right? So today's topic is our favorite spooky moments in media. Ooh. All right, spooky moments in media, just overall. Overall, whether it's music, TV, video games. Do they have to be, like, intentionally to be spooky, but turn out to be my favorite for another reason? Um... You know what? Let me jump in first, and I'll see if I can make a a, a good argument for it. Okay. Okay, so, there's these YouTube channels that do these, like, top ten lists, right? Yeah. And some of them are, like, top ten creepiest things found in pictures years later. Oh, like, uh, Watch Mojo. Yeah, kind of like Watch Mojo, but, like, uh, the other one. Uh, What Culture? What culture, yes. What culture, right? They do a lot of them, and then there's a few others that do them, but it's specifically this one that's obviously English-based. And, uh, like Britain, got, right? Uh, yeah. And it's got a redhead named Ashley and this uh, possibly Pakistani, possibly Indian guy on there, you know, and they're, they're talking about scariest things that have been found in pictures. Bro, it looks, it doesn't even look like a good Photoshop. It looks like literally some dude just like copy pasted a PNG onto it sometimes. Right? Like, don't get me wrong. If it were real, like if it looked a little better, that would be scary as shit to see. But this is just so bad. What is it? it it's pictures. It's pictures of things that are like caught or videos of people talking. Oh, and then you're they'll be talking like, like, like the old late night on, what was it? Not TLC, like documentary channel. You know, like, is this possibly light in the sky? Maybe an alien? 
I saw the ghost of my husband. And it's got like the reenactment. But the reenactment is the video they're saying was real. <laughs> like it's bad. But it's just it's so bad that it's great. And that some of them are genuinely spooky. Yo, when you're fucking drunk or high at like two o'clock in the morning, those things like slap, okay? Those things are fucking Oh yeah, dude. I'd rather watch those in uh, I don't know that the Indian guys making pools are really fucking cool. No, yeah. I watch that shit. No I watch that shit during the daylight hours. Well, yeah, but I mean, like, when it's spooky season and you want a good scare, like, watch those really bad fucking, like, like, okay, so my next one is going to be, uh, I grew up on the show, I fucking love it, Ghost Adventures. Oh, fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. I love Ghost Adventures. Now, that being said. Who doesn't? I wonder how much of that is actually real. Sleepy Joe, he doesn't like it. Like, I legitimately wonder how much of that is actually real. We're nowhere near the house, right? Right. Okay, making sure. Gas is going down, by the way. Thanks, hey. Obama. I <laughs> know I said that the other day to my coworker. I was like, yeah, gas is 178 over here. Thanks, Obama. He just fucking laughed. Bro, I love Obama fucking satirizing those people. He, he'll take a cookie, like, oh, too big for the cup, and try to dunk it in the cup of milk, and it won't fit, and he just, like, throws the cookie aside. Thanks, Obama. I love Obama. I, I, I might not agree with his politics, but Obama the man, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. But, okay, spooky seasons. Spooky seasons. Yeah, so, ghost adventures. Ghost how adventures. Much, how much do you, of that, like, the ghost adventures, ghost hunters, paranormal activity, well, now, not Ghost that. hunters? Yeah. Was crack for me. Ghost mm -hmm. adventures themselves, not so familiar with. I like the, um, the, uh, Dr. Phil type shit, I'm in love with a ghost. You know, that shit? Yeah. Or My Strange Addictions, addicted to, like, eating dinner with her dead husband or some shit. You know, I like those. But as far as, like, Ghost Adventures, not familiar too well. But Ghost Hunters, that shit's funny. Paranormal State. That was the thing I was talking about earlier. Paranormal yeah. State. Okay, so Ghost Adventures, I think. Because I thought Ghost Hunters was, like, a bunch of skeptics. Trying to disprove that there's ghosts here. And then it turns out that, like, you know. There might be actually ghosts here. Yeah. <laughs> And then ghost hunters, like they, they're just like, there's reports of ghosts here. And it's just like some darker demonic shit going on. Because, like, that's my shit. You know, like the dark and fucking, like, shit you're not supposed to like, but I like it. You know? <laughs> like, you know, death metal and, well, you know, death metal. If we could take two seconds to actually talk about the dark and demonic shit. I, I was watching something. I forget what it was. I think it was a movie a long ass time ago. And there was a reference to the fact that, like, everyone finds kind of a, a universal image to be scary. And it, you'll have the Ed George be like, oh, I'm not afraid of anything. But, like, it, like, people who have more than two nickels worth of brain cells would understand that, yes, this is intended to be frightening. This is something that I find repulsive. I would not naturally just be attracted to look at this. And it's something with a wide mouth or a wide orifice on its face with very pale, tight skin and black, beady eyes. Like, that is the universal amongst humans to represent things that are not Oh, good. like Momo. K kind of, well, no, no. Momo is... Momo, yeah, I guess that could be... By the way, for be. those of you that don't know what Momo is, go look up Momo Creepypasta. But no, I'm talking more like with the long, sharp, pointy teeth and shit. Oh, okay, so yeah, like, I have something for that, but yes, go ahead. Boy... And, and that's something that's universally scary. And yeah. now, throughout the animal kingdom, you'll see that um, 
pretty much when anything, when any creature feels that it's going to be uh, prey to another creature, it develops some sort of defense mechanism, right? Yeah. Who's the king of the jungle? Lions, right? But who's the heaviest, big, chunky boy in the jungle? Elephant. No, 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 when it comes to predators. Oh, a uh, hippo. Tigers. Really? Hippos are vegetarians. Yes, tigers. Yeah, but hippos will fuck your day up. Hippos will fuck your day up because they're territorial. Yeah. Tigers are heavier than lions. Like, significantly heavier. They have black ear tips for the most part, but on the back of their ears are white dots. Right. Scientists theorize that they've evolved their camouflage stripe pattern which literally, it's, it's not like, oh, it blends in with the environment. All it does is break up their shape. But their camouflage pattern has these white dots on the back of their uh, uh, back of their ears. So that way, predators will see those white dots and think it's their eyes. I have a question, Sir Reinhardt. Yes. What the fuck is going to predatorize a, a fucking tiger? A group of hyenas. I don't care what it is. I'm afraid of that thing. And no. No, it won't. You know why? Why? Hyenas will fuck up lions. Because there's no hyenas in the dense jungles where tigers are. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Fucking anaconda. Anacondas don't give a shit. They operate primarily on smell anyway. Crocodiles? Fuck them. Let's be real here. Crocodiles will fuck up yeah, anybody. But I mean, they're crocodiles, just you All know, right. they're, they're, the tiger would notice them before the crocodile noticed the tiger. That's the, that's the question, though, is... On what would possibly sneak up in attempt to consume a tiger? Humans? I don't know. <laughs> but I'm afraid of whatever the fuck that is. <laughs> Alright, so back to that, like, you know, wide mouth, beady eyes bullshit. Yes. Alright, we were talking about ghost adventures being kind of like gravitated towards like, there's a demon here fucking with everybody, right? Yeah. Yeah, that shit's real, man. Like, I grew up in a haunted house. I'm going to tell you a fucking scary story, right? It's a ghost story. So, there I am. It's like 2 o'clock in the fucking afternoon. I'm watching TV. Barbecue sauce on my titties. That, too. Um, so, God damn it. So, I hear this, like, weird scratching bullshit at the fucking, you know, hallway, right? And I'm sitting there on the couch watching TV, and I'm like, the fuck is that? I look over, I see this, no fu- no fucking lie here, seven foot tall, shadow, hunched over, legs bent backwards. So it was hunched over with its legs bent, and it was still seven foot tall. Right? Yeah. That's about a nine foot tall fucking, alright. Yeah, uh, a big old fucking snout with jagged fucking like four or five inch long jagged teeth glowing red eyes and claws like 9 10 inches long just like outstretched and curved and just just looking at me and I was like what the fuck and then it just disappeared it was at that moment Mr. Ron Hawk knew he had a brain tumor oh no you know what happened the next day I woke up and carved in my wor- uh, room was the words, Hell Awaits. It wasn't my handwriting. It wasn't anybody in my family's handwriting. I thought maybe Zach, the uh, kid across the street, did that. No, it wasn't his handwriting. 
It was Ron Hart with his left hand. Yeah, all that shit, man. That yeah, that shit's real. That shit's happened. Yeah, I could I could sit here for the entire podcast and just talk about my ghost stories. Do you have a ghost story? Oh, uh, I do have a ghostly story. I will say ghostly, not um, a ghost. Uh, it's not spooky. That's the thing, though. Okay, so everyone's seen the movie Casper the Friendly Ghost, right? Yeah. Okay. We have uh, Casper the Mildly Annoyed Spirit at the Weekly Residence in uh, in Arlington, right? Oh, your parents' house. Yes, I'm going with the, the, the PG-13 one, right? So, every once in a while, uh, things tend to move place to place. And at first, my parents just sort of assumed it was me or my sister or, you know, maybe the other one of them. Until there came points where, you know... Mom and dad are now living alone. You know, it's just those two. And they're chilling at the house. Sophie just lays on the floor all the time. And things are still just kind of like fucking moving, you know. And that's not a big deal, right? But then we noticed back when I was still living there, you know, there were some childlike tendencies. For instance, uh, I I will be the first to tell you I was not a well-behaved child. Like, I had manners, but... I was also a habitual liar, and just because I, I, I knew what the punishment for lying was. I didn't know what the punishment for what I actually did was. You, you understand? Like, that's a fucked up way to yeah. look at it, especially when, like, you're not even 12 and you've come to this decision that, you know what, just lie. But <laughs> here I am. I'm a shit. And my dad is kind of upset at me, and we're having a discussion over the breakfast nook. But it was not a heated discussion. It was very cool, calm, look, you fucked up. We're going to have to deal with this. You know, no ifs, ands, or buts about it. Let's talk about what happened. And, you know, my answers were, I wouldn't say defiant, for defiant met, was met with force. But they were avoidant of, you know, acknowledging the truth that I fucked up as bad as I actually did. And Dad was becoming progressively more annoyed and angry. And as he's talking to me, he hasn't done like an outburst or anything wild or crazy like that. But he's starting to speed up in his conversation tone. You know, the typical alert that someone's getting upset or at least, you know, being tied into the conversation emotionally. And a pack of hot dog buns that was sitting in a napkin holder, like a square box with no lid type thing. Right? So no one touched him. Dad didn't slam his hand on the counter or anything. They literally picked up and just went about eight to nine inches over and just dropped on the floor. We did nothing. We we did not touch them. We had not touched them. They were sitting in the napkin holder. The napkin holder wasn't full, so they weren't like dangling on top. They literally just scooted over and then dropped. That's creepy. This spirit also has a very, very, very very strong liking for Hershey milk chocolate nuggets. You know, not the kisses, but like the square, cube, rectangular prism ones. Yeah. Loves them damn things. To the point where my dad, whenever he gets some candy, he'll take it to the bedroom for mom and him to share. And he'll tie it up, put a twist tie on it, and put it on his dresser or whatever that's right next to the bed. And he was awoken one evening because he could hear rattling. And he was just sort of like that twilight, what the fuck is that rattling sound? And then a slam. And when I say that these candies exploded out of the bag, the bag still had the twist tie on it, right? And it was a new bag, so it's not like, oh, old, worn-out glue. No. Like, something picked up this bag of candy, tried to open it, 
probably not having the finger dexterity to do so because they're dead, couldn't get it open. So they threw the bitch on the ground. Yeet. The, both dogs were in bed. Dad was the only one that woke up for it. Yo, that's creepy. It's creepy as fuck. All right, we'll be right back. All right, we're back. So, like, okay. Spooky shit, right? Yeah. Have you had time to think about your own? Do you have a friendly ghost story, maybe? Um... I, I don't... I, I don't know. Like, okay, so there was one time, because I was, like, 16, you know, and I would, you know, steal cigarettes, you know? So I would go outside, have a fucking cigarette, because I was a fucking menace. And uh, at like two o'clock in the morning, I just lit this bitch up, right? And I'm I'm sitting there smoking for like five six seconds when I heard howdy, and did it sound like your dad? No. Oh really? No. So it sounded like possibly a, a cowpoke. Yeah. Didn't that your, shit was uh, fucking like southern and redneck, and I was like, oh fuck. Fucking called it. Didn't your parents' land used to be Dairyland? Yep. <laughs> What's on Dairyland? Cows. Oh, Guess who tend to cows? Punks! <laughs> yeah. You got, I mean, you got visited by old Timmy kicked in the dome head. <laughs> Literally, his last name his name is Timmy Head, but he's kicked in the dome head. But, uh... Yeah, there there's a lot of fucking times where I would hear my name being called in not my parents' voice, and I'm like, that's fucking weird. I would go out and be like, y'all call me? No. Oh, okay. That's fucking weird. Dude, that shit happened. That shit happened to me a lot. My dad was retired disabled. So yeah. oftentimes, like, I'd be in the room playing video games and he'd call for me if he needed something. And I would immediately pause, hop to, and go. Didn't have online games, so pausing was not an issue. Right? So there's been so many times where I hear my name, right? It's kind of faint, but it sounds like my dad. I pause, hop up, go in the living room. He is knocked the fuck out in his recliner. It's just like, oh. Where did that voice come from? And then, or like, I'll hear my mom call for me. My mom's still at work. Oh, that's weird. Oh yeah, that fucks with me a little bit. Yeah. Uh, my dad said it's probably just me subconsciously thinking about them, and then like, I'll hear a sound, and my brain will turn it into AJ. No. Or no. No. Oh. Your house is haunted. Oh yeah, my house is haunted by multiple specters, and. I don't want to talk about the that one. You know what I'm talking yeah, about. I, I don't I, want to discuss that because I feel like that's just bad fucker to put that on airways. Yeah. <laughs> Unless you don't like small animals, then you know. Oh yeah. What have you? But yeah, that did happen. That mm-hmm. did happen. Yeah. I think somebody was getting some revenge for uh, World War II. Yeah. Anyways, spooky moments in media. Okay. Alright, so now that we got the Ghost Adventures, Ghost Hunters thing out of the way. Alright. Haunting of Hill House. On Netflix. Haunting of Hill House? Haunting of Hill House. Not Blind Manor. Blind Manor was a little spooky, but I, I really liked the way that it played out, and I'm not going to spoil anything else for you. <laughs> it was really... It's a ghost that haunts by going... <laughs> okay, so there's this, there's this, like, part of Haunting of Hill House. It's called The Whole Show. There was not a single episode. <laughs> it's called the whole show. There's not a single episode where I did not just not, not fuck all of that. I would just say it because something spooky would happen. It wasn't always a jump scare, but the best ones were jump scares. Oh god, right? I hate jump scares. But they were ghost jump scares, and it's just yeah. like, nah, man, fuck all of that. And I'm talking like I literally had hen flesh, goosebumps. Uh. From that shit, just like oh god. Oh, no. like to go along with jump scares, fucking insidious, dude. 
Mm. Oh, you ever seen Insidious? Mm -hmm. Oh, 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 oh. Uh, Insidious 1 with Ethan Hawke was my favorite, though. Well, yeah, Insidious 1 was the best, but, like, the, the part that got me was when they were all at the fucking kitchen dinner table, and all of a fucking sudden, it just pans to this red and black-faced figure with these... The eyes always get me. Every fucking time, it's the eyes. And, yeah, that was a big fucking nope moment for me. I was like, nah, I'm, I don't think I'm, nah. I'm telling you, buddy. I had to pause. <laughs> telling this guy behind us, if you're following me, you don't want this. I'm in a 0% deal with your shit kind of mood. Thank you. What if it's a customer? It would not be the customer. You know why? Why? They would be out here getting their own shit. Why would you pay, like, $6 for someone to go pick up two bottles of juice and a bottle of water. You're right. Anyways, like... I better just be dumb. Yeah, Insidious kind of just... Yeah. Alright, well, and on that note, I'm going pause. Penis. And we're back. Alright, fucking, 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 fucking. Alright, so, yeah, Insidious is all fucked that. Haunting in Hill House. Haunting in Hill House, though, I gotta say, especially the twist at the end where you learn... What was causing all those jump scares? Ha! Ha! Testify if you can. Eh, it didn't pop up very well. I got a shiver down my fucking spine just thinking about it, dude. That shit is terrifying. Really? Yeah. And it grips you. Oh, damn. Huh. Speed limit was 10. I came through here doing 30. Fucking, fucking, fucking. Alright, so... Actually, I, I gave mine Insidious. Insidious? Yeah, go ahead and give me another one. Ooh. Um, so, it, it is sort of, I think it's a Tim Burton film. It does star Johnny Depp, after all. Um, it's an old, it's a classic, and, well, I say a classic, it's a cult classic. My parents and I used to watch it whenever it came on. Sleepy Hollow, the movie. Oh. That shit, when I was a kid, spooky. First off, like, it wasn't necessarily the Headless Horseman. Don't get me wrong, he was scary in his own right. But I understand that Christopher Walken's character, the Headless Horseman, was literally just a tool. And I don't mean, like, the tools and dum-dum. I mean, he was an instrument that was used with malicious intent. He was ah. a weapon. Christopher Walken. It was Glenn Close that was wielding him. She scared the shit out of me. You know why? Why? It wasn't even necessary the spook factor of, ooh, I'm a ghost or I'm an evil lady. <laughs> no, it's the fact that humans like that exist. And if there were supernatural powers that were more easily accessible or not super, yeah, supernatural powers that were more easily accessible to common folk, everyday folk, people who didn't study it for their whole lives, like that shit would happen more often. You yeah. have dudes with no heads grinding through and chopping other people's heads off, searching for his own. Oh, that's weird. Yeah. Alright, so, movies as kids has scared me. Mine, my number one movie that scared me when I was a kid, mm -hmm. the 1970s classic, The Blob. <laughs> the Blob was a movie about this weird extraterrestrial blob that, absor <laughs> that absorbed everything. everything, like any living matter. Right? Plants, animals, humans, Not whatever. Not necessarily living matter. Anything it could possibly acidify and digest. Is acidify or liquefy? Liquefy and digest? Yeah. 
Like, there, there's this one scene that still pops to my head to this day. Fucking, where they took this guy, the blob, actually sucked this guy through a sink drain. Oh, yeah. That's the... And, and the lady found him with his foot sticking out of the gra- drain. And that's it. In the words of my nephew when he was two years old. No, thank you. Oh. Bro, if he didn't want something, he was so polite, but he was very insistent. No, thank you. So, yeah. No, thank you. I, that, that, that's a fate that I don't want. Yeah. yeah. So, that shit, when you're like eight, seven, whatever, you Give know. Give me the spokes. Oh, my God. I was scared to, like, shit and take a shower and wash my hands and do anything around a drain because of that scene. I was also scared of phone book, b- phone booths for that because uh, what didn't they lock themselves in one to try to get away from the blob and it just like in, it. yeah yeah it just ate the phone booth yeah like I said it'll eat anything it can liquefy and digest yeah and even then the stuff that it couldn't liquefy and digest would just be floating around in it and those fears actually came back when I don't remember I don't know if you knew about uh, Toonami yeah you remember Tom the original Tom death scene no, I do not. The original Tom death scene was literally the same as the blob. An extraterrestrial blob made its way onto the space station and ate Tom, the robot. How could they? It's like, nice I thing. will actually uh, show you the fucking thing. You know, I will actually show it to you. It's a. Uh, dude. Mmm. <laughs> Like, the YouTube video of Tom's Toonami death, and it's just, like, fucking... Ugh. I mean, to be fair, you know, to be fair... To be fair... To be fair... That's one of the things that is unique about space life in its own... Here we go, side man. In its own aspect, is when you look at fantasy creatures, or creatures from other realms, and novels of fiction or shows what have you a lot of them have earth-based or humanoid features for instance they smell through an orifice on their face they eat they have to eat they breathe oxygen they have limbs that have joints you know like knees and elbows and hands and yeah hand tentacles called fingers and things like that they have all these features or like they only see through eyes. A lot of aliens in science fiction see through eyes. But suppose on another planet, another time, another faraway distant galaxy, there's a series of creatures that do things totally different. Like they don't so much eat as much as extract nutrients from things. Like, they don't have to put the piece of steak in their mouth to get the protein. They literally just put a sucker on it, and they gain protein from it. Yeah. They drain it of its protein without actually eating it. They digest it externally. Yeah. Or about, like, creatures that don't have joints, per se. They have a exoskeleton. Or blobs, right? It's one of those things about space, you know, science fiction and shit that's always been so cool to me is that 
there could be a, a being out there with a totally different way of doing everything that we do. And it still has to pay taxes. <laughs> it still has to pay taxes. Like, that's what unites us with extraterrestrial life. We pay taxes to people that, and to things that think they are better than us. That's fucking hysterical. Here I am. Alright, we'll be right back. We're about to pick up some food. Alright, we are back. What were we talking about? Oh, yeah, aliens. Ooh, anyway, that's a good one. That's a that good one. That is a good one. Yes. Yeah. Aliens are spooky that's as shit. kind of where I was driving my next one into after the blob was uh-huh. Sigourney Weaver aliens. Yeah. yeah. Back then. The xenomorphs are terrifying. I apologize for any road noise. Uh, we do have the windows down at the moment. Uh, the Sigourney Weaver alien series was absolutely horrifying. That shit was spooky because you couldn't see them. And, like, they, the characters would walk by walls that looked like they were caked with human remains and stuff like that. Oh, that's weird. Yeah. And then one of the human remains moved, and it wasn't a human. It was a xenomorph nailed to the wall. Very correction, sort of slime to the wall. That thing's where it is. Yeah, that's fucking... Uh... Spooky. Not yeah. to mention, like, they're hard to kill, and if you get any of their juices on you, you're melting because they're acidic. Yeah. Well, I was, I was thinking more along... Well, no, go ahead. You weren't done. They were intelligent. Like, if you attacked them in one way, they learned how to avoid that attack the next time. Oh, like fucking Doomsday. Yeah. Oh, God, that's weird. I mean, don't get me wrong. It wasn't like if you kill it this way, they're invulnerable to that. They learned how to tell when that was coming. And they had a hive mind like that was Borg. connected. They had a hive mind that was connected like the board, but it was all connected to the queen. And the queen would basically warn the rest of her kids, okay, so the humans have uh, old school World War II was the Flammenfeffers. So if you smell gas, make evasive maneuvers. And they would start avoiding flamethrowers. Or they would smell gas and then they would take a step back and survey the area. And instead of attacking from the front in, in straight pursuit, they would attack from the rear. Oh. Where the flamethrowers weren't pointed at them. Or from the ceiling, where no one was looking. Or from the vents, where, again, no one was looking. That was scary as shit. Alright. So now that we're on the uh, top of aliens, I was going to go with uh, Close Encounters of the Fourth Kind. Ah. I was going to go with that, but then I had a thought. We haven't done video games so I'm just gonna say this. I'm gonna put this out there. We're both gonna say fuck that. The, the flood. flood. I like how you knew exactly where I was going. Oh yeah. We've said it on multiple podcasts, multiple times, outside podcasts. Fuck the flood, man. The flood. Fucking next. <laughs> there is a video game series about a man named Torque who, depending on how you played, what ending you got was convicted wrongfully of murdering his family. Truth be known, his physical body, if you got the good ending, was the weapon of the main boss. And the main boss killed his family with it. Okay. The game is called The Suffering. Good name. 
Good name. It's about uh, the prison on Carnate Island. Think um, if Arkham Asylum was uh, more ghostly. Ooh. Except instead of it just being specters and wraiths and ghosts, it was creatures basically uh, sewing life alchemist chimera together. Oh, God. Through the power of evil. Just plain as evil. Oh. I'm talking like uh, firing squads, a popular method of execution on this island, right? Firing squads, the victims were morphed in with the people who, the executioners. So you'd have basically a nine foot tall, built like a refrigerator linebacker, take a three point stance and five rifles sprout up out of his back and then point at you and rapid fire at you. Or these creatures that were killed by guillotines and, you know, another form of execution on Carnate Island. They were, like, resurrected with blades for limbs, long, sharp blades for limbs, and their heads weren't even attached to their bodies organically. Oh. They were attached with, like, these metal boxes and oh, these God, that's structures. Weird. And it, it's an absolutely horrifying game. Love to play it. It's a, it's a fun action shooter, but on top of that, it's terrifying. Oh, God. So, yeah, uh, if you want to talk about scary-ass video games, The Suffering. Uh, the Suffering ties that bind its sequel, in my opinion, was not as scary, because partially because it took place in, like, New York. Like, not New York City, but, like, smaller town, state of New York. Right. Right. Or small city, I'll say. But still, it was even scary. But the original on Carnate Island, it had this feeling of hopelessness to it, you know? And you're being pursued by this evil entity that's chasing you, and it's just like, alright, well, I couldn't kill you with these dead victims, or these dead criminals, I'm gonna kill you with these dead criminals. Oh. And then it brings out things like uh, people that were killed by lethal injection, right? They morph out of piles of the uh, potassium chloride they used, or not potassium chloride, whatever the fuck they used to lethally inject people, these puddles would just be laying around, and as you walk by, they would spawn out of them with these syringes sticking out of their backs, and they'd crawl at you, and they'd jump on your head, and they'd try to stab you, or they'd throw the syringes at you. But what was funny was the health packs. They were called, they were bottles of what's called Zombium, X-O-M-B-I-U-M. They were mental health meds. Oh my god. That's right, motherfucker. You're tearing through an island that's not even actually possessed. But you're the only... Well, it is sort of possessed, but you're the only one crazy enough to see it. Alright, so I'm going to put mine out there. Uh, after we take a break, we're about to make the delivery. Alright, we're back. So, to go along with what you say, because we got ten minutes left, I'm going to make this five-minute point, and then we get the last five-minute segment... I'm going to go on the psychological thriller. It's it's spooky and scary to me for different reasons. Okay. Shutter Island. You ever seen the movie? No, I have not. Oh, it's... I don't want to do the spoilers for you because I want you to watch it. Basically, one of my top five favorite Leonardo DiCaprio films. Okay. Ever. Um, dude, on an island... He thinks it's a jail. 
That's all I'm going to say. He thinks it's a jail. Because I don't want to ruin it for you. And um, you won't expect anything that happens. It is a thriller. It is psychologically terrifying. And it makes you think. And sometimes that is more scary than any ghost you'll ever meet. Wow, Reinhardt getting it all. Alright. So we got a fucking I don't know, let's do a rapid fire thing real quick. You know, we, we, we say something, give 15, 20, 30 second explanation why it's scary, and then we move on to the next. Okay. Alright, so I'll go first. Um Killing Floor 2. Just because of the it's not really what the creatures look like, it's what they sound like. The gore fasts. Now now right now they're they're speaking very weirdly and demonically in like an Egyptian language and I don't like it. I don't like that at all. Like I burn them. Burn them all. Next. Uh, Soul Reaper. The vampires uh, they seem to always have an upper hand on you if not by numbers then by uh, sheer power and it takes a lot more than just your brawn or your ability to throw a spear or your ability to shoot flames at them in order to kill them. Next. Oof. Oof. Um, I'm going to go with the Dead Space series because that whole the, just that, fuck that whole thing. That full, whole thing is fun as shit, but it's fucking terrifying. Holy fuck! Yeah. Next. Uh, <laughs> oh, hell. Um, uh, moths. Fuck moths. Just period. Overall, moths. Next. <laughs> moths. The moths. Look the fucking bug. Okay, so moths themselves aren't that scary. It's just like they always. They're classic jump scares. They get you when you're not ready for it. Just like, oh, fuck, fuck. Leave me alone. And they're like, Ew. <laughs> It's probably because you're pasty and you glow. I'm not saying you're wrong, but fuck you for it. <laughs> Alright, uh, I'm going to go with um, changing the battery on a Prius or C-Max. Ooh, the scariest thing ever. Next. Uh, when you're working in a mechanic shop and you see a vehicle that you were just working on a few hours ago come back on tow truck. Oh, God. Alright, I'm going to make a one-minute story about Mike Blum and that, and then we're going to go to the, uh, the five-minute. Alright, so there was this one time I was working at Toyota. My old boss, Blum, there, okay, so there was this fucking Prius that came in the shop, still mad at him for this, right? Threw a fucking rod, alright? The lady left wherever they took the, uh, turns out the lady left and they didn't put oil in her car through a fucking rod, through the block. Not right. even our dealership. The car's completely fucked up. Right. Blum goes, who's AR? Because we had an initial thing. So I'm like, oh no. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. They had me going for like five, ten minutes. And then they were like, nah, we're just fucking with you. Yeah, um, no, this wasn't even done at our shop. Yeah, I was like, fuck you. Fuck you. Yeah, I, I felt that was kind of a fucked up way to do it. Though I went with it for a second. You I did. Thought it, I, I thought it was just like, all right, I'll go I with it. Almost left for a you at bit. work. Mm-hmm. I would have deserved it. Not gonna lie. All right, we got the last five minutes of the podcast. All right, what are we talking about this week? All right, so this week this topic comes from Justin. Once again. Once again, thank you very much, Justin. You've reliably delivered the topics. I Ever since even... Joseph Satchel of Pastries decided to uh, steal your kneecaps, they're still in my possession. They will be returned shortly, I'm sure. Shortly. But, um, the, the topic is the Mustang versus the Camaro. Now, we were just going to do engines, but I figured I would make it 
overall. That way we can really get down to personal preferences about it as opposed to just, you know, speaking only about the engine. Don't get me wrong, dual overhead cam versus single single cam. It, 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 they're very different engines, but just in general. Are we doing modern? Yes, the modern, the brand news. The ones oh. that are coming out, bro. Mustang versus Camaro. Don't get me wrong, the Camaro is on its last leg, all right? And I'm gonna pull in here and wait for our next delivery. But the, the Camaro's on its last leg. Like, they're gonna be canceling it soon because no one's buying it as much these days. It's just, it's not the crowd pleaser, the sex appeal that the Camaro used to be. You know, it's it's too cookie cutter. Right. Like, you, you, honestly, I hate to say it, but it kind of looks like a Toyota FRS. Or Subaru FRS or Santa FRS. It's design. It looks too, too much of the same. Really? Yeah. Don't get me wrong, the Mustang, same thing. Fuck you. And guess what? Double fuck the new electric Mach 1. The, the Mach E. Yeah, that's why I was going to go with Camaro. They turned it into a four-door. They turned it into a mom vehicle. So, based on that alone, the Camaro wins, hands down. Yeah. But, why'd you have to do that? Well, okay, if we're going to if we're going to talk about, like, the 2021, or is it, like, the brand new, or are we going to be doing the last five years? Because if we do the last five years, I'll give it a Mustang. Just because of the fucking 350 GT. But not brand new. I'd rather hear about pro Camaro things. <laughs> <laughs> Neither of us are Ford guys. Not really. Like, I respect Chevy, but I'm a Dodge guy. He respects Dodge, but he's a Chevy guy. I'm a closet But we Dodge. both hate Ford. Uh, I'm a closet Dodge guy. Closet Dodge guy? Oh, yeah, dude. There's nothing I'd rather have than a 1969 Plymouth Roadrunner. With a 426 Hemi in it, four on the floor. And look at that. Oh, bonus on Jamie's again. Hell yeah. Let's go get some fucking barbecue, brother. Fuck yes. But yeah, um, I'm definitely uh, a closet Mopar guy and a big fan of um, Chevrolet just overall in general. And that's why I'm really happy to be working at Nimnik Chevrolet where I do now. And that's why I continue to go in, no matter what I get handed on my plate. Oh look, police officer. Sucking dick. Are you going to arrest me, Uwu? Oh my god, I fucking hate you. Don't tase me, bro, Uwu. Don't you fucking do it. <laughs> I can't breathe, Uwu. So, there's this uh, Magic the Gathering card called, um, Uro. Not Uro. Ugin. Ugin the Spirit Dragon. Super OP, right? And this dude I follow on uh, YouTube, he does Magic the Gathering gameplay. His name's Merchant. Go check him out. He's pretty fucking awesome. Uh, he's basically a 27-year-old fucking, you know, meme lord like us that plays like Magic. Badger. Yeah, fucking love him. So he calls him Uugin, to be ironic. He says meme shit just to be funny, like us. Oh, shit, last minute. I forgot. Justin, Camaro wins. Camaro wins. Sorry, bro. It just does. And honestly, I'll even go back five years and I'd still root the Camaro. You know why? Why? The LT engine was reborn. The LT series uh, was a Chevrolet small block. And it was good for performance, but I feel that it suffered the fate of a lot of engines from the 80s and 90s. Not a whole lot of aftermarket support was on it as quickly as it should have been. But in this case, the new LT engines kick ass direct injection modified firing order 
fucking LT4 comes supercharged from the factory. I'm an LS fanboy, but I gotta admit, the new series of LTs, fantastic. I could not ask for a better sounding and performing engine than a stock car. There. Alright, and that's our time. I'm the goddamn Rhino. I'm weakly. The literal fucking god himself. Guild guild, my knaves. Guild guild, my knaves.